1: everybody and welcome to the only movie podcast that accidentally goes into the future and then the present and then the past. But it's not our present, it's a different present. It's In Conclusion! I'm Dan O'Keefe and joining me as always is Anna Otto. How are you doing, Anna?
2: I'm great, Dan. I'm a little cold. It's a little brisk out today, but I got a blanket. I'm good.
1: Yeah, Anna has a Snoopy blanket over her shoulders right now. I'm wearing a Snoopy hat uh, and joining us today, apparently did not get the memo. Oh, she's putting up a Snoopy blanket right now. It's Anna Horst. How are you, Anna?
0: I am great. I am over caffeinated and have way too much sugar in my system, so I am ready.
2: (laughs) Yes, you love to see it. Yes.
1: Also, I would like to point out that Anna Otto, she has like a professional headset on. She looks like she's ready to be like an air traffic controller, Mm -hmm. Well, Anna Horst and I, we're both holding microphones that we got for like Rock Band or American Idol, the video game. We look like we're running bad open mics.
2: Well, this was, in my defense, this is like Gage's work headset that he uses for meetings. It makes me feel a little bit like... Like you said, air traffic control or like maybe a drive through employee. When I was little, I always loved to pretend that I, when I wasn't pretending I was a priest, I was pretending I was a drive through empro- employee.
1: There's more that we can dive into there.
2: <laughs> yep. Such big dreams you had, Anna. Thank you. When I was little, my dream job was to be a sheep watcher. That's a shepherd in case anybody was confused. <laughs>
1: let's just let that hang in the air for a little bit <laughs> sit, with
2: <that. laughs> sit with that
1: okay what is the movie that we're talking about today back to the future 2 2 back to future <laughs> back to the future 2 electric boogaloo Electric yes.
0: boogaloo yes. yes
1: back to the future part 2 released in 1989 on november 22nd again directed by robert zemeckis produced by Bob Gale, written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale, executive produced by Steven Spielberg, starring Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Thomas F. Wilson, and not Crispin Glover.
0: R.I.P. R.I.P.
1: Crispin Glover. Uh, It cost $40 million to make. It made $335.9 million, making it the third highest grossing movie of 1989. After Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and the first Batman movie,
2: why did I think you're gonna say Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull or whatever? I don't know why.
1: Two thousand eight.
2: Yeah, that's the one with Shia LaBeouf. I just automatically when I heard Indiana Jones, oh, please don't murder me for this, people. But um, yeah, that's what I thought of yikes yeah i know yeah that's a indiana jones (laughs) that's a
1: big yikes oops um this movie was filmed back to back with part three and you can definitely tell that i mean when you watch the movie there's no real ending
2: no it goes right into like a very i put this in my notes but i said or sorry let me try that again i put this in my notes but it's like um An old-timey intro to a... Like, it's an old-timey movie preview. Like, you would see if you were watching TV and they were advertising the next week's episode of Gunsmoke or something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Specifically Gunsmoke, because they do go back to the Old West in the Mm -hmm. sequel, but we'll talk about that next week. So, Anna Horst and I, we watched the DVD last night. Mm -hmm. And we watched some of the extra features, too. Ooh! And in the making of documentary... What they said was that hoverboards have existed for a while. It's just they couldn't get it out of the toy company's hands because parents would complain, but they managed to snag a few for filming. And Anna Horst, how mad did that make you?
0: I was very mad. (laughs) I was like, why are they lying to me? If I was a child at that time, And I had heard that, I would have been so mad. Like, they've been hiding a hoverboard from me. Like, I could have had this technology, and they just, like, stole them from some toy store that's been out there. Oh, I was, you could tell how mad I was. I want a hoverboard.
2: I'm just trying to process this, because at first I couldn't tell if you were serious or not. I was like, are they kidding? Was this a joke that was in the documentary? um they have i mean they have hoverboards now they don't actually hover so i don't know why they're called that but those right. rolly things
0: mm-hmm. that
2: look like if i went on one, i would hit the ground immediately but maybe that's what they meant i don't want that garbage though i want their
0: magnetic field hoverboard yeah
2: <laughs> have you ever like fooled around with something that's got a magnetic field though it's kind of hard to yeah. like get things mm-hmm. to balance I have a plant that's held up by magnet by magnets and I like can't get it to stay floating half the time my dad got for me it's cool I named it um Anakin Fern Walker oh
1: my gosh
0: (laughs) I want to see this Anna you have to show me because I've never heard of such magic I
2: will it's at my job but I'll take a picture okay
1: uh so anyways let's get into the movie it starts off exactly as the last movie ended Literally, exactly as the last movie ended, they reshot the ending because they recast Jennifer. Boo! Boo. Right? This Jennifer is worse. This is
2: so shallow of me, but I push she's not as cute. Oops. (laughs) She's not! (laughs) I feel bad saying it, but, like, you know, it's just my thoughts.
1: Basically what happens, Doc comes back, the car is flying now, he needs to go to the future to deal with the kids. He puts Marty and Jennifer in the car, they fly off into the future. The only thing that they added is Biff seeing them fly off. They added an insert shot of that, Um, and something that I found while reading up about the making of, they they didn't plan for there to be a sequel, that was just a fun way for them to end the movie, but putting Jennifer in the car made the writing process a lot more difficult because they needed to do something with her, which is why she is tranquilized for most of the movie.
2: I Gage told me last night that also um, Michael J. Fox didn't know there was going to be a sequel until he saw the movie at the premiere and saw the to be continued and was like, who what? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I guess that's one way to find out that you're still employed, so that's good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Although if I was Michael J. Fox, I wouldn't have been worried about being employed in the late 80s. I
2: don't think that would be his, his issue at all.
1: Yeah. So they go into the future. They fly through stock footage of clouds while the credits roll. And what happens? They get into the future, then boom, they're immediately in a flying car highway. All the cars are hovering. It's flying. First of all... People can't drive in two planes forward, back, left, and right. You expect to add a third dimension up and down to how many people have died?
2: People are going to be weaving. Hey, can you imagine you get into an accident? You're probably falling to the earth. That's terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not like, like there are parachutes popping out.
2: I know. I feel like the survival rate of car crashes is very low in this version of 2015, <laughs> yeah. which is terrifying, but still.
1: So they land, it's raining, it stops raining, right on the dot, and we're in 2015. Yes! The future of 2015.
2: Ooh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. from when this date actually passed in 2015, I saw a DeLorean and I was wearing my Back to the Future shirt. I have a picture of myself in a DeLorean. I will post it on yes. our Instagram page <laughs> in case anybody wants to see me too excited in a DeLorean.
1: What, you were in the DeLorean? Yeah,
2: yeah, no, I was in it. Like, the guy was like, do you want to sit in it? And I was like, yes, I freaking want to sit in it. Are you kidding me? And he opened (laughs) it, and I was, like, weeping. I look absolutely crazy because I was so excited I have crazy eyes. They're, like, bugging out of my head. It's a great (laughs) picture.
0: (laughs) I saw a DeLorean the other day, and I kind of freaked out. And I was like, what? Like, I forget that they just exist yeah like in real life so then I took a photo of it and then I was like I should probably like stop creeping on this person's car they might like come out and run after me or something
2: that's the digs of having a beautiful car you know same with having a beautiful dog that's the digs that's just it people are gonna take pictures it's
1: fine Mm -hmm. people are gonna try and steal your dog
2: I'm gonna try to steal your dog
1: (laughs) so the reason that Marty and Doc and Jennifer by way of being a luggage, apparently, uh, go to the future is because they need to do something about Marty's kids because Marty's son, who looks exactly like him, Mm -hmm. Jennifer has no genes, um, he commits a robbery with Biff's grandson, Griff. He's
2: so scary. He's so scary.
1: (laughs) Biff, which is already not a name, it's just a Batman sound effect, and then his son, Griff, which is Again, not a name.
2: I don't know what Biff would be short for, but I'd like to think that maybe Griff is short for, like, Griffin. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the only one. I think it's short logic. for Griffium. Griffium?
1: Yeah, because I think Biff is short for Biffium.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Ew. So, Marty switches plays with Marty Jr., and uh, he refuses Griff's order to rob the bank with him. But then they get into a fight, and then they have a hoverboard chase. Yes. A very exciting hoverboard chase, I would Ooh, say.
2: Wait, let's take a moment to recognize the Insta-lacing Nikes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. As well. We skipped,
2: yeah, we skipped over their whole outfit change process. I'm yeah,
1: sorry.
2: It's okay. I'm not, an,
1: I'm not a fashion person. Would you two like to go into the fashion Absolutely, of 2015? Absolutely, because I took
2: some notes. First of all, Doc looks like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yep. Uh the automatic lacing Nikes, those are available for the very wealthy in today's world. Mm-hmm. They got one thing right. We do wear a lot more spandex. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's <for me>. all? <laughs> I noted that
0: um, for some reason in 2015, they like all have this weird plastic surgery where they put like a new face on top of their face. And according to Doc, they get new blood, which really concerned me. Yeah.
2: I mean, you can get like those, those IVs. It's like an IV party where you can get electrolytes and stuff right away. But I think that's just for if you've been drinking a lot. It's not going to make you any younger.
1: Right. Yep. I'm sorry. Wait, you can get what?
2: Oh, yeah. New it's like a blood. thing. Oh, wait. Are you talking about in the movie
1: or real life? In real life.
2: Oh, yeah, there's, like, these trucks that drive around, and they have IVs, and they'll just, like, give you your electrolytes and stuff. I'm not going to do it. I'm way too scared of to needles. I'm just going to drink Gatorade like they did in the olden days, you know? <laughs> yeah, Back Dan, there's, the like, West. a place in the Third Ward now
0: that, like, is a specialty place that you can go and have, like, a relaxing time getting a UV full of, like, electrolytes, basically.
2: Nothing relaxing about a needle being anywhere no. near me. Thank you. No, no, no. I'm very pro-vaccine, yeah. but I don't want any needles coming near me without it going to benefit my... Well, I guess that's going to benefit my health, too. It just, It's not necessary to me. It's not.
1: I'm going to go away from the present.
2: Dance flabbergasted. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> We're done with it.
1: Cool. So during the hoverboard chase, Marty goes into the middle of the little pond lake that they have in Hill Valley 2015. And they say one of my favorite lines when Marty goes into the lake. I need to see if I have it written down. Um, I do not have it written down. The line is, it's something along the lines of, You gotta have power!
2: I am so freaked out by the way Griff talks. I have it in my notes so many times that he's just wild and his voice is scary and I I can't stand. it. Oh, I have one other note to share. I'm so sorry. Um, one of the kids in the diner is Elijah Wood.
1: Yeah, I yeah. saw that.
2: Okay, that's all. That's it. Yep. I
0: have a, I have another note about the diner mm-hmm. that like how terrifying are those like Michael Jackson oh, waiters?
2: Yeah. Oh. The one of Ronald Reagan. I was like. God, I would, I would be very nervous the whole time trying to order yeah. from that. Oh
1: Yeah, the th- I wouldn't think of the three people at the Cafe 80s who I'd want to order from to be Michael Jackson, Ronald Reagan, and Iranian Ayatollah Khomeini.
2: It's a little intense, you know. Uh, a little bit. Maybe I could order my food from, like, like poison as a unit. mm mm-hmm. That'd be kind of fun.
1: <laughs> Wait, why poison? Because really I really Brett Michaels.
2: No, I just like the song "Talk Dirty to Me." It's my go-to karaoke song. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Marty escapes. He survives from Griff and his goons. Um, they get thrown into prison because they fly through the clock. T- the Courthouse, which now is all glass. I they will say be one dead. thing: okay. they should be dead. One thing that they got right about the future is there's a lot more glass on buildings. True. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: True. One but, thing they, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say one thing they did get wrong is all those like hologram billboards that apparently
2: <gasps> exist. The Jaws nineteen <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> <my God.
2: laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I think, again, I'm going to use the word sleek again. Mm-hmm. I think, or slick again. I think everything in the real world future is a lot more slick and sleek, whereas back then they pictured the future to be a lot more pixelated.
1: A lot yeah. more 80s? Yeah. The future the, would make it 80s. Another trivia fact all the cars that they used in the future were taken from other movies.
2: That doesn't surprise me at all.
1: Yeah, they just took them. Yep. So, basically, what happens is they go to go back to the past. Everything is all fine and dandy, wrap up the movie, roll credits. But, oh, no, Jennifer has been found because they left her body on garbage.
2: By two weirdly (laughs) sexy cops, question Very
1: sexy cops. Like,
2: these female cops look like models.
1: They look like um, Ivan Drago's wife from Rocky IV.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I noted that. I think it's
1: Daryl Hannah.
2: Yeah, but Mm -hmm. they're just like... They're so pretty. I just don't even know how else (laughs) to say it. Like, they just are. They look like models.
1: They do. So they bring Jennifer to the home that they share in the future, um, which we are told is in, like, a slum area of town now. But when you go inside the home, it's exactly what you would imagine a very nice home in 2015 being if you lived in 1988. It's got, like, uh, all your... Plants and stuff retract from the ceiling. You got all these scanners. Everything's all high-tech. You don't have doorknobs anymore. You scan your thumb. That's a very nice home.
2: Big screen TV. Mm -hmm. I always love a big screen TV, you know, hallmark of wealth. (laughs) 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 It's a nice, like, a big home. It doesn't, it's not, like, what am I trying to say? It's not a shack by any means, like you said. Absolutely not. Like, it's just a nice looking, the outside could maybe use a couple coats of paint, but the inside is nice.
1: The one thing that I did skip over is that Marty, in the meantime, goes and buys Gray's Sports Almanac, which has, in this very small book, every major sporting score from 1950 to 2000. Um, totally unimportant for the plot of the film. Totally Not going to come up yeah. again.
2: No, never.
1: He throws it in the trash, and that's it. That's all we see of it. Anyways. um... Jennifer wakes up in the 2015 home and hears the future self talking about Marty's life. She hides in the closet. And apparently, something that we didn't know in the first movie, Marty becomes a real hothead when he's called Chicken. Something that they invented for this one, because that did not happen in the first movie.
2: I... Oops, sorry, go ahead. Ooh.
0: We were, I feel like we're about to say the same thing that I totally like must have made it up in my mind that it was in the first film. And then I just like kind of thought that the rest of them, that was just an ongoing thing. I never noticed it until watching it this time. Exactly. Chicken thing. Yeah. I was going to
2: say the same thing because whenever I watch these movies, like when I watch the first one, I can quote most all of the first one. Second one, not as much. I can quote it a little bit, but not as much. But the one line I can quote from this movie nonstop is the chicken line. Then nobody calls me chicken whenever he says that. I, like, feel it in my bones. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I just kind of thought it happened in the first movie at least once. And I was like, oh, no, I guess I've seen the second movie plenty of times as well. So, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's one of those things, like you said, it seems like it. Because sh- there's so many throwbacks to the first movie
1: mm-hmm. that
2: you'd think that it would be something that they were throwing back to. But guess his catchphrase doesn't come into play until second movie
1: yeah, there's a, a pretty major throwback to the first movie in a little bit that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see future Marty come home wearing two ties, a fashion style that I'm sad did not come into effect.
2: I also noted that he was mm-hmm. wearing two ties. I was like, what a what a look, honestly.
1: He gets a video call from his coworker, Needles, Douglas J. Needles, played he- by Flea.
2: Is he mentioned in the first movie? Nope. No. Okay. Sorry. I just, I had in my notes in all caps. I was like, excuse me, is this Needles guy? Because like, they act like, like Jennifer says his name, like, oh, Needles. Like he's someone that we should know about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no.
1: Needles is not in the first movie. He's played by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, he looks just like a, a creepy old dude. I wouldn't want to be friends with him. But he goads Marty into some business deal. I assume it's fraud. But because we live in a boring dystopia in 2015, his fraud was being tracked by his company when he scanned his card, and he gets fired and gets 94 different faxes around the home saying you're fired.
2: Yeah, I... For that scene, I just think it's so funny because like actually in twenty fifteen, fax is obsolete for the most part.
1: Everybody was playing Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're using email. He would have gotten an email. Also, can I throw back for a second? We forgot to mention that all the children, including Michael J. Fox are including um Marty's daughter, are played by Michael J. Fox.
1: You have Marty McFly, mm-hmm. Marty McFly Jr., and Marlene McFly.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, I, okay, I was gonna say I noted how amazing Michael J. Fox's legs are for oh. being like a he man. Looked great. He looks great. Like I was like, your legs are better than mine. Like what? He's a beautiful man. <laughs> He's so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Also, Anna had me do my best realistic woman voice after. Oh, let's hear it, scene.
2: Dan. Let's hear it. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm closing my eyes. I'm trying to picture you, uh, a woman. Does
1: Interesting. anybody want to go to the park? We're going to go eat some beans. Is that
2: what women do, Dan? We go to the park and eat beans? Probably. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Oh,
2: boy. Oh, boy, Dan. I don't know if I buy you as a woman. He's
0: like a little too nasally or something. There's yeah. something about it.
2: It could be the beard. You
0: hey, know.
1: guys. Maybe yeah, I beard. think that might be it. Could Maybe be the beard, <laughs> the fact that I am a man. Um, yeah, true. Who knows? The world may never know. Mm -mm. So Jennifer does end up leaving, but we do see the McFly family having dinner. They're all so rude. Everybody's so rude in the family. They're all on their own video chats or watching TV in their Google glasses or whatever. Um,
2: I mean, I guess it could be similar to how things are today. People are always on their phone, but I feel like... I mean, my mom always gets mad when I have my phone at the dinner table when I'm by them. So. Oh,
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we also see old parents. Why can't I think of their names? What are Lorraine
2: their names? and George.
1: Lorraine and George. George <laughs> threw out his back um, in a deleted scene, I think it is. He threw out his back on the golf course, but it wasn't from his backswing. It was because a car landed on him. See
2: what I mean? People could be dying because of these flying cars. It's just dangerous. Dangerous. He would have been squished like a little bug. He should have been snapped like a twig. He's lucky that right. his back was only thrown out. Right. This fictional character to whom anything could happen. He could have walked away scot-free. But
1: But George is not played by Crispin Glover in this movie. He didn't come back because he couldn't come up with a salary. Because... He wanted his salary to be the same as Michael J. Fox's, despite being in this movie for maybe three minutes. He's not
2: the lead. I know. Weird flex, but okay.
1: Yeah. So they cast an actor named Jeffrey Weissman, who wore prosthetics to resemble him. And then Crispin Glover filed a lawsuit against the producers that they didn't own his likeness or had his permission to use it. Um, so then what happened, the Screen Actors Guild now has an agreement that states producers and actors are not allowed to reproduce the likeness of other actors.
2: So now they just have to write him out like, oh, and they died, the end.
1: Or just cast somebody who doesn't look like him, like Terrence Ooh. Howard and Don Cheadle.
0: Yeah. For Anyways. How little, for how little he's in the movie, though, like, I think I was telling you, Dan, I honestly didn't really know until you told me because like when the dad is upside down you can't see him and then Mm -hmm. at the dance you can't see him either so i wouldn't have known
2: i think for a lot of the scenes they either used like old footage that they already had Mm -hmm. like archive footage or they just didn't show his face and it was just like a body double but yeah That makes sense as to why now when you're watching shows or movies or whatever, it's just like an actor who looks nothing like the original actor. And you're like, (laughs) there's going back to what I said when we were talking about Jurassic Park 2. There's so many actors that look similar. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you could have found someone, but.
1: Oh, sorry. Speaking of actors that look similar, they don't really look that similar. But I got a text when we put up the Jurassic Park 2 thing on Instagram where we put up the picture of Vince Vaughn Mm -hmm. uh, and it was from my friend Riley. And he said another movie where I can't tell if this is Vince Vaughn or Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh boy. And then he realized they were both named Vince. Yeah. He didn't realize until he sent that.
2: My mom told me that she thought Vince Vaughn was a country singer.
1: So (laughs) it's got the name.
2: I was like, "Mm, no, sorry, (laughs) mom.
1: So they get, 1985, what's her name, Jennifer, out of the house. But she sees 2015 Jennifer, uh, and they react the same. They both go, I'm old, or I'm young. And they both faint in the same way. Very funny. They drag her out. And then they go, and they go back to 1985. But what we don't know, what we see is old Biff, he had taken the DeLorean. He flew it back. He had gone somewhere, we don't know, and we see him hobbling out of the DeLorean.
2: Now, I just have to say, another fun fact, apparently when he's hobbling out of the DeLorean and he looks like he's in pain, Mm
1: -hmm. it's
2: because he's not supposed to exist anymore. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: There's a deleted scene that he, it's an extended version of it, where he dissolves. Yeah. Like Marty's hand.
0: Yep, I had never understood that either, and Dan told me, and then we watched the deleted scene, and I was like, wow, I kind of would have got it had I actually seen that part, but yeah, it's I, not that important.
2: I feel like it would have made more sense for them to reshoot it where he's not, like, in pain. I mean, I guess it's so minimal that, like, most people aren't really going to think about it or notice. Like, he's an elderly mm-hmm. man, maybe it's just the old aches and pains of being in a sitting position for too long or something, but... I don't know That's just what I think about I just thought that was wild
1: So anyways They go back to 1985 Marty goes into his home Um, He's like I don't remember there being bars on the window Which is Not something that you say when you come home And there are bars on the window Mm -hmm. It's not like huh when did these get here It's more like something's wrong But he goes in It's no longer his home It is another family is living there And Marty appears like he is coming in to assault a child. So the dad rightfully reacts by chasing after him and hitting him with a baseball bat.
2: Um, Honestly, again, this is another situation in which Marty would be so much more screwed if the dad was a better shot. Absolutely. There's no reason why this man should have missed, but he did.
1: So Marty runs away and he realizes that it's not the 1985 that he knows. It is... A suburban mother's hell version of 1985. All the roads are trashed. All the homes are trashed. There's burning cars everywhere. It's what every 80s mother who was really into dare thought would happen if their kid even knew what marijuana was. Mm
2: -hmm. There's stray dogs just running in the street. Mm -hmm. A whole pack of them. Um, Mr. Strickland. Roving
1: gangs of shooters Yeah, literally. Strickland's house.
2: Uh, He looked like Rambo with his scars and his guns and his ammo. I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was watching Sylvester Stallone film. Great. Love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) What a good look. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, I want to point out that right when they
0: get back to 1985, they put Jennifer on a front porch swing. And at the rate that these shooters are just shooting at houses she would have been dead as
1: well (laughs) oh yeah for sure very dead absolutely Uh, one thing that we skipped over in the future they hear that jennifer the future versions of them hear that jennifer has been tranked again as if this is a normal occurrence for her
2: i feel like there's a lot of issues like i (laughs) they seem like they're going through it you know maybe yeah Maybe there's some unspoken issues they need to address.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So anyways, Marty goes into the town square. They've knocked down the courthouse instead in its place is Biff's pleasure palace or whatever it's called a giant casino, which is also surrounded by like nuclear waste plants.
2: And also Billy Zane in a cowboy hat.
1: Yes. Yes. I had to make sure it was Billy Zane in this movie again. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, his name's in the title sequence because he's a big star now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And 3d is in his modern 3d glasses, Mm -hmm. whatever his name is. Um, as it turns out, Marty gets knocked out by Biff's goons. They bring him back up. They did a classic wake-up scene where Marty sees his mother, who now has gigantic bazongas, is uh, the only way I can describe them. Is
2: anyone not looking at them in this scene? Because I was looking at them, Gage was looking at them, Marty was looking at them.
0: <laughs> They're not Anna, how would you feel if like, I know that they're prosthetics, but like if someone just is like, okay, we're going to put this on your chest and she's probably like wearing that for a long time. That's got to be like so heavy. I would be like,
2: (laughs) okay, between set, between scenes, do you mind? There's a bed right here. Can I just lay down so I can take the weight off of my chest for two seconds?
1: Or would you need like an assistant whose only job is to hold them up? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So, as it turns out, Lorraine is now married to Biff. Ugh. George McFly has died. He died in 1973. There's a, 77, one of the two.
2: There's a dramatic thunder strike when they reveal that George is dead, and I live yes. for it.
1: <laughs> in a very fake uh, cemetery. Mm-hmm. It looks like a set for a Nickelodeon movie. One thing that I noticed, there's some pr- crazy set dressing that they did for the Crapsack 1985. Because that's a real street that yeah. they're on. Mm-hmm. Th- that's insane.
2: I love it. I love the set dressings in this movie in general. They're just all so over the top. Yeah. In like a good way. Like they're just nice. I don't know. I like them.
1: Yeah. They're pretty. They're mm-hmm. good to look at. You they like are. to look at them.
2: They're pleasing.
1: Uh-huh. So what happens is Gray's Sports Almanac, future Biff went into the fifties, gave it to the Biff of that time, who then he made his money betting on sports races, which he then turned into a multi-million dollar empire, um, and he became. I mean, it. It was Donald Trump. Then he became Thank Donald you. Trump. Thank you. I was yeah. gonna
2: say that. I yep. was like, should I say it? I'm. Yeah, he was Donald Trump. Like yes. so clearly.
0: Also, um, I don't know if you guys like even as like when you were younger watching this, you had the comparison, but that's like always who I thought Donald Trump was, so just growing up, I was like had this like parallel
2: oh boy yep no i I definitely didn't. I was kind of a sheltered kid, like I didn't even know what the apprentice was or anything like that, oh, okay, uh-huh. but um I definitely was. I, I don't even really know, but he is definitely like what I would have imagined a CEO of a company to be like when I was mm-hmm. little. Or like anybody with, you know, a lot of money.
1: Yeah. So what the Marty and Doc figure out is that when that happened, it created a separate 1985, which is the time that they are living in. And Marty's like, why don't we just go back to 2015? Because that 2015 would be the 2015 of the bad 1985. So instead, they have to go back to 1955 and stop Biff from actually using the almanac or getting the almanac. Uh, and that's the only way that can have their reality recreated. Something that I don't, that doesn't totally track, though. So old Biff dissolves. He dies because he changes the past.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Shouldn't Marty and Doc also have died
2: well, I guess not because his, his, Marty's past is still the same until his dad gets shot. You feel me? Like his, Okay. he's still the son of the author version of George and the Lorraine, normal version of Lorraine. And then she, the only thing that changes is that she marries Biff. Like that's not his dad.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true.
2: And I feel like it's the same with Doc. Like he wasn't, I mean, he was directly affected by the idea, like in the same way that we're all directly affected when something happens, like, big to the world with our leaders and mm-hmm. people around us. But I feel like as a person, he wouldn't have changed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know? Okay. So. Mm-hmm. That's just my reasoning for why it makes sense to me, so.
1: Thank you, quantum physicist. You're Anna welcome.
2: Otto. Please, it's Dr. Professor Anna. Football playing, <laughs> ca- football playing, what is it? Football playing king in space. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Doc and Marty, well, first Marty has to escape Biff, who tells him that he killed his father. Um, He escapes him onto the roof. Biff is threatening to shoot him with the same revolver that he shot his father with. Marty then jumps off the roof. Biff is like, that was easy. Until he sees Marty standing, floating on the flying DeLorean. He uses the door as a weapon to knock Biff out.
2: I feel like there should have been a louder crash when Marty jumps off the building onto the car, and I feel like he would have uh-huh. actually slid right off the hood. <laughs> yeah. but again, what do I know? I'm just thinking logically. You know, this is a movie. There's no logic in movies.
1: No, absolutely not. There's
2: no crying in baseball. There's no logic in movies.
1: So <laughs> then Marty... Sorry, you go. Ahead.
0: Oh, yeah. No, last night when I was watching this with Dan, I kept saying that Marty was a little trapeze boy in this movie mm-hmm. because he was just... Flipping off of everything and jumping and like somehow managing to like dodge bullets. Oh yeah! And it was just and it kept going too. Like as we get into the movie, I'll I'll scream it some more. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Didn't you know he got kicked off the school's gymnastics team? Wait, what? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm talking
0: about. Did he actually
2: do gymnastics? No, I was kidding. I was kidding.
1: He was a a high school basketball player though in his wolf days.
2: Oh, my God. Get out.
1: (laughs) So Doc and Marty may go to 1955. Okay.
2: Continue. They're in 1955. What a year. We're there. Billy Zane is also there.
1: (laughs) So they go to 1955. Um, Marty goes and follows Biff and watches him get the almanac from 2015 Biff then he gets locked in the garage for hours on end. He's
2: such a bad spy, like just <laughs> the worst.
1: He gets told to get clothes that aren't too conspicuous. So he dresses like James Dean and rebel without a cause and also what I imagine a CIA agent trying to blend in to a child in the 50s, that's how they would dress.
0: Literally. To me, uh, I I thought he looked like Michael Jackson, like He had the hat and like the leather jacket. Like Like the the Smooth Criminal. Or, yeah, or Smooth Criminal.
1: Yes. Mm
2: -hmm. But like the opposite because it was all black instead of all white. But yes. Right. Yes. Yes.
1: So they go to the dance. Um, Marty tries to get the almanac from Biff a bunch of times. It doesn't work. Eventually he follows into Strickland's office where Strickland has taken the almanac from Biff. Uh, His hand gets crushed by a chair. And I'm like, wow, Marty. You have some great control over yourself because I would have screamed. Oh,
2: yeah. I would have been crying. I would have probably thrown up. I, You know, like that pain <laughs> when you stub your toe or you get your fingers squished and it hurts so bad that your stomach just feels like it's going to make you throw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I feel like that's what I would have been experiencing. I would have been down for the count. I'd have been like, leave me in 1955. I'm dying. I'm dead. This is the end. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Let's just uh,
0: say he, his hand would have been broken. Like, oh, it true. would have been broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he eventually does get the almanac um, from Biff, because after Biff gets knocked out by George, which happens, they use the same footage, he steals it from his pocket, uh, which has my favorite my actual favorite line in the movie. Hey, I think he stole that guy's wallet. I think he stole that guy's wallet.
2: <laughs> yeah, that whole scene and- is ridiculous i know cpr what's cpr and he just punches biff
1: yeah. <laughs> and oh. then when biff wakes up again it's the same guy he's like he went that way i think he stole your wallet i think he stole his wallet
2: he really is he's caring about that wallet you know
1: yeah obviously mm-hmm. um so then biff's goons chase marty they marty has to be a little trapeze boy and escape them on stage while Mm. Marty is playing Johnny Be Good. Very well. I like seeing it from the other angles. It's pretty cool.
2: That scene stresses me out though, just because like being on a stage and having to work on lights and stuff, I'm so scared Mm -hmm. of heights. It freaks me out. So him watching him crawl across that just took me right back to being in stagecraft and being told to like help take down the lights during a strike and being like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too scared.
0: Anna, you need to be a little trapeze boy. Come I know, on. I
2: know. I'm scared of heights. I can't. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like standing on a chair that much to like get something down off a shelf. <laughs> Are
1: you okay?
2: I get nervous. I get scared.
1: So, Marty. Drops sandbags on the goons, which would probably concuss them, Mm -hmm. but whatever. They're not real people. It's just Billy Zane. He's the only real one of Mm -hmm. them. He goes to escape, and Biff sees him, and a chase happens. Biff gets the almanac from him. Marty has to go and chase him. They go through the longest tunnel in the world. Marty still has the hoverboard because he came from the DeLorean. Um, it's a pretty, I like it. I think it looks pretty cool. You're shaking your head
2: though. I No, I'm just shaking my head. Cause I just was thinking about how when Biff is driving and they're fighting at the same time, how like they should have crashed like 25 yes. times <laughs> over. It's just kind of like over the top to me in a way that I like, I mean, it's very action movie ish. This is where it gets its action movie moment because you know, they do stuff like that in fast and furious and stuff like all the time, people are hanging yeah. out of cars and they're punching each other. By no means is it weird for a movie and it's believable only because we've seen it so many other times, but like watching it with a fresh critical lens for um, a podcast kind of opened my eyes to how ridiculous that is in all films, not just this film, but because I was watching this one, Mm -hmm. it's funny. That's all. (laughs) Anna,
0: I have the same thing. I wrote down, this is the most impossible fight, and Mm -hmm. it could only happen in this movie.
2: (laughs) I can't even fight verbally while I'm driving a car. I have to pull over for fear of getting into an accident.
0: (laughs) 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 Such a Midwestern thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, let me pull over first. (laughs) Yep.
1: So Marty gets the almanac finally. Biff crashes into a manure truck again. Yes. A great bit. Except he gets it in
2: his mouth and it makes me want to vom.
1: (laughs) Marty burns the almanac. uh, And we see, because he took a matchbook from Casino Biff, and it changes back into his auto detailing business. So the future is saved. They are going to go back into the future. Doc, here's what I don't understand about the ending. Why doesn't Doc land and they just go to 88 on the ground?
2: Also, why is it say 66 or 99 or something in the sky? Not 88? Oh, yeah. It does say 99, mm-hmm. I think. What is backwards
1: it? nines, yeah.
2: What does it mean?
1: It's actually saying pee-pee.
2: Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I don't get it.
1: So basically what happens is Doc is flying around. It's windy. He dodges one bolt of lightning. Another bolt of lightning strikes the DeLorean, which apparently means it gets sent back to... Sometime, we don't know. Marty's left stranded there. It starts raining. Um we do see the PP ninety-nine, sixty six, whatever in the sky. Um I think what it's supposed to mean is like it spun out, it was spinning, like how it oh, leaves the tracks on the road.
2: Oh, that makes way more sense. Wow. It looks like nines. They need a they can't believe a test audience didn't say something. <laughs>
1: Let me write a letter to Robert Zemeckis right now and get him to fix it.
2: Right. Dear 1989, I'd like to speak with you about Back to the Future (laughs) (laughs)
1: 2. So it starts raining. Marty is left in there. He sees a mysterious car drive up, looking like it's an FBI car. Some guy gets out, goes, Mr. McFly, are you Marty McFly? Very adversarial.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Turns out it's just the Western Union man. He should deliver a letter.
2: He's taking his job very seriously, you know?
1: He is. Mm -hmm. Deliver a letter that's been in their possession for 70 years. They had bets on it, saying whether or not it would actually happen. As it turns out, Doc gets sent to 1885, 100 years prior to 1985. He's okay. He writes a letter to Marty, and then the movie ends, pretty much. And then we see a trailer for Back to the Future Part 3. And that's it.
0: Yep. That's it. I do have a final note um, that I, for some reason, put at the end of the movie, or at the end of my notes, people pass out a lot in this movie. That was, I guess, what I took from it. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they do.
1: How many people pass out? So you got both Jennifers. Mm-hmm. You got Jennifer uh, for the first time also. Right. You got Biff.
0: Marty gets knocked out at one point. I don't know if that counts.
1: That counts.
2: His son almost gets knocked out in the Cafe 80s. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know what I'm trying, loopy, I guess.
1: Yeah, he's also a little pansy um, boy.
0: Mm-hmm. All three goons get knocked out, and they kind of get knocked out twice.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say that Biff gets knocked out because he gets manure in his mouth.
2: Ew, that's, yeah, yeah that's a KO You're down for the count. one. Ugh.
1: That's like nine times.
2: Yeah, honestly, Biff, I'm surprised he doesn't have more brain damage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, final final
0: one. I think the reason I put it is because Doc Brown passes out right at the end when Marty comes back. Okay. You know, like when Marty yeah. is back and and finds the old Doc Brown, then oh. Doc Brown passes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep.
1: Um something a line that I skipped over, which is another one of my favorites. Um one of Marty's suggestions for stopping Biff is literally landing the DeLorean on his car <laughs> to which doc says, Marty, he's driving a 46 Ford and word in a DeLorean. He'd rip through us like tinfoil.
2: True. I mean, DeLoreans are cool. They're not great cars.
1: They're not no. very functional. There's a
2: reason why they're not still popular today.
1: Yes. Um, some trivia about the movie. Um, Netflix briefly edited um, I'm sorry. I'm reading this trivia. Netflix briefly used an edited print of the film that shortened the scene involving Biff's dirty magazine, despite it being integral to the plot. Really? For some reason, they edited. They used an edit like a TV edit, which was weird.
2: I wa- okay. First of all, I watched the movie on Netflix, so they must have changed it back because uh-huh. seemed normal to me. If I'm remembering co- correctly. It was a 1955 nudie mag, so it was like not that Anything inappropriate. Bad, yeah, yeah it's like girls in swimsuits. Yeah, yeah, it's ooh la la, mm-hmm.
0: and they're all well covered. Yep,
2: I was <laughs> like ooh la la. That's uh, not what we would consider a saucy magazine today. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see more scandalous stuff in the ads for Target.
2: Exactly. Like. Yep. Mm-hmm. I see more scandalous stuff when I'm shopping for a swimsuit. It's <laughs> right.
1: Um, Marty, when he gets kicked in the gut by Biff, his gasp is real. Robert Zemeckis is apparently big on real reactions, and his mantra is, pain is temporary, film is forever. Oh
2: my god, no thank you, <laughs> none of that. Owie, zowie, no thanks.
1: The production nickname for Bad 1985 was Biff Horrific 1985, which is pretty fun. Yes. The Chicago Cubs almost won the World Series in 2015. They did win it in 2016. And the film's Twitter excuse for it is there was no M- no MLB strike in 1994, mm. which there was in real life. Um, so everything was pushed back a year in real life.
2: Ah. Okay. Sounds, yeah, right. sounds about right. Yep.
1: Um. The bad present where George McFly was murdered came because of Crispin Glover's refusal to take part in the sequel.
2: Yeah, which makes me wonder what it would have been like if he had taken part in the sequel, like what the storyline would have been.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, The Mr. Sandman sequence from the original movie was almost a Papa Loves Mambo sequence because they were going to use Papa Loves Mambo for it. Mm. They instead used it in this movie to show the same thing, pretty Mm. much. Both great songs. Yes. Um, Bob Gale, one of the co-writers, uh, doesn't know what illicit activities future Marty was doing when he scanned his card.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> oh.
1: And he wrote the movie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, let's see. The scene where Jennifer jumps when Marty's Japanese boss yells at him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um. That was real. She didn't know it would be that loud.
2: Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, that would make somebody jump.
1: The proposed idea for part two included a visit to Doc's family where Christopher Lloyd would play his mother. Okay. I would have
0: loved I, that. I would have loved that too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they would have gone to the days of Prohibition where Biff's ancestor was a bootlegger. Which fits. That makes sense. I think that would be pretty cool.
2: I yeah. would have loved that oh my gosh can you absolutely. imagine absolutely like western is fine but it's no prohibition era you right. feel me
1: mm-hmm.
2: oh that um, would been
1: cool another sequel idea was Doc and Marty going to the 60s at, after Biff's interference and seeing Marty's parents as pseudo hippies
0: oh. oh my god okay and
1: part of his goal would have been to ensure that he was conceived
2: no you, thanks uh, I don't like that uh, undo undo, undo.
1: That's gross. Um, another subplot from 1955 that they cut um, was that Doc ran into Farmer Peabody and a policeman who were looking for the UFO that crashed into the Peabody's barn and killed his tree. Oh, boy. And then Peabody would see the DeLorean flying by and shoot it with the rifle, hitting the underside and damaging the time circuits.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh. Yeah, That's a
0: whole lot of... We don't
2: need that. Yeah, that's a very extra... This movie already stresses me out a lot. I don't know if I could do
1: that. The reason they changed it was because they, for some reason they were unable to shoot at the Lion Estate sign during the day. Which is also why Marty gets stuck in Biff's garage for 12 hours because they only could film at night.
2: Yeah. Huh. Oh.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the film was shot under the title of Paradox. Mm. It was its production title. Cool. Yeah. So that's all the trivia. Um, One thing that I pointed out to Anna last night when we watched it, this is one of the most segmented beginning, middle, end movies I've ever seen. Because beginning 2015, middle, bad 1985, end 1955. You know exactly when it splits from each part, and each of them are completely separate stories that could be told on their own.
2: See, okay, this takes me back to when we talked about the first Jurassic Park, because I feel like that's another movie that's incredibly segmented like that. And uh-huh. I know it's clearer in this movie just because you do have the three different time zones, but that's the only other movie that I could think of rivaling in terms of um, clear beginning, middle, end.
1: Yeah. How would you feel about the prosthetics in this movie?
2: Pretty good. The old age makeup yeah. and all that stuff. I generally feel very impressed by their work with old age makeup. I always think it looks pretty clean um convincing
1: I would say yes. the only one that I didn't find very convincing um was elderly Lorraine not nineteen eighty five stripper boobs Lorraine Fair. but yeah, elderly I, Lorraine that was that was kind of just like pancake Don
2: yeah I mean you never really get a too close look up at her except for when they're product placementing the Pizza Hut
1: yeah rehydrate
2: right. pizza but yeah I get what you're saying
1: did you think that pizza looked disgusting
2: yes
0: it was so gross
2: yeah I don't like Pizza Hut in general sorry Pizza Hut um but it just looked there plasticky. goes our sponsorship I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> it's just, uh, I'll I'll get sponsored by something else from them i guess i don't know how that works anyway <laughs> um, i feel
0: like the pizza looked like it was made out of play-doh it like looked too manufactured yeah. i don't know <laughs> it
2: was definitely not a real pizza hut pizza i don't
1: think it was a real pizza at all exactly I, didn't like I don't think you could eat that
2: no it looked plastic yeah like the green peppers and pepperoni on it i was like ew
1: no ew mm-hmm. um Something that I think this movie did well, that more movies need to do when coming up with a sequel to a classic movie, just go back to that movie.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Not do the plot again. No, literally go to that movie.
2: Reference it. People
1: want to see the greatest hits. We see the greatest hits of Back to the Future in this. We Mm -hmm. see Biff get punched out. We see Johnny be good. We even see a little mother-loving. Mm-hmm. A little bit, just a glimpse. It's, more movies need to do that.
2: Yeah, I like how it circles back. Like it, like you said, it reminds you of all the things you liked about the first movie. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Uh, was there anything that you had noted that we didn't talk about, either of you?
0: Anna, do you have anything? Um, about, specifically about... Um, just the, the movie. Sequencing? Oh, okay, about the movie. Um... I did note, what did I note? <laughs> um, I, again, I liked the set dressing a lot and I loved seeing the future version because I kind of forgot about, I just kind of forgot that this movie was um, so much like sequenced like that and I thought that the middle, like Biff, uh, 1985 was a bigger part of it for some reason Mm -hmm. Um, like, I always think of the second Back to the Future as just being, like, the terrible Biff world, but it's really not that big a part of it, and I don't know, I enjoyed it more than I thought.
2: Yeah, I like this one a lot. Um, I definitely think I always feel similarly, like, I think there's a lot more evil Biff, but... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I also always kind of forget until I'm watching it that they do go back to 1955. Like it just kind of doesn't pop up in my memory. And then watching it, and it's like, oh yeah, that's how this plot works.
0: <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> um, also something that I was going to mention, that's kind of a sad fact, but um, between the original Back to the Future and the second one, Michael J. Fox forgot how to skateboard. Um, and oh it, no. It oh. was an early sign of his Parkinson's. Oh, yeah. So he, I believe, I don't know if it was a leg doubles or what, but yeah, for some of it at
1: least. I, the, when he was like diagnosed with Parkinson's was when he was filming a movie called Doc Hollywood in
2: 1994. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess he was having symptoms way back then. So, Hmm. and he was young. He was only in his thirties. So
1: yeah. It's also crazy how he's still acting.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was, sad when a his man. Most, yes, I was sad when his most recent TV show got canceled because I used to watch it.
1: I love The Michael, Michael J. J. Fox show? Yes. Wasn't that from like
2: 2012? Yes. <laughs> Gage, you forget. No, not Gage. Dan, you forget. It was 2013 and I was in college.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I was watching it.
1: <laughs> Anna Otto watching network sitcoms in college. Yep. Anyways, do either of you remember the first time you saw this movie?
0: I don't really remember it. I think again, it was on TV, and I was telling you, Dan, that like this one was always like a rerun. I feel like it was like always on TV, whereas mm-hmm. the third one is the one that wasn't often on TV. So mm-hmm. I saw this one more than the third one. Um, so I'm kind of ex- excited to see the third one just because I like don't haven't seen it as often as this one. But yeah, it wasn't like a special special showing or anything but
2: yeah i feel like the first time i watched it was on tv too and i think it was like a marathon Mm -hmm. and they i was like oh i've never seen the second or the third one let me just block out my whole rest of my night and (laughs) sit down and watch these so
1: i think i watched them at the
2: same time yeah but then i liked the second one a lot so then i watched it a couple more times after that whenever it was on it would just kind of skip over the third one but we'll get to that next week
1: yeah Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the first time I saw this. Again, like Back to the Future was always on when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Either I would be watching it or one of my brothers would be watching it. Or we... This was one of the first DVDs that I bought, this trilogy. Oh, nice. Um, Like, we had bought DVDs as a family. But I remember the first DVD I ever bought off of Amazon was the Star Wars original trilogy. And then I think that this was the second. This trilogy. Um, Which is pretty cool. Um, I think this is pretty obvious. How would this be different if it was made today?
2: Well, we wouldn't be going in the future to 2015. We would probably be going in the future (laughs) to 2025 or something.
1: Probably to 2050. Oh, boy. Because that's the same distance.
2: Yeah, Yeah, you're right, you're right. But also then the present and the past would be different like you said like the past would be 1985 and the present would be now and you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah these movies are so of a time yeah they're classics they couldn't be made today
2: Mm
0: -mm. i love just seeing the 1980s vision of the future Mm
1: -hmm. yes um in the animated transformers movie that came out in 1986 Mm mm-hmm um, the opening narrator says, in the far-flung future of 2006. And it is nothing like actual 2006 was. No one has a Wii.
2: Yeah. That's I, the um, only thing. I I feel like when you go places, like I even think this way about Disney World, when you go to Epcot and you go to like see all their quote-unquote future stuff, a lot of it is very based in the 80s, here's what we thought the future was going to be like, and now it still seems kind of futuristic just because we don't have, like, necessarily these technological things, but, like, Mm -hmm. how everything is so rigid, quote-unquote, in the future, compared to how today things are... Like, technology is still kind of rigid, but it's not as clunky. I don't know if I'm getting Mm across. I can picture exactly what I'm trying to say.
1: Everything is thinner mm-hmm. and smoother mm-hmm. than it what they imagined things would be because things couldn't fit exactly you needed the space to fit things
2: like what we think is going to be in the future is probably going to be I mean we could be on the right track but things are probably going to be totally wrong like our version of what a TV is is probably going to be completely different from what we think it is right now you know mm-hmm. I don't yeah know. and
1: there was um, some of the stuff that they predicted in the future it wasn't exactly correct, but it was close to it.
2: Oh, some of this movie was very timely. I put that in my notes a lot. Like some of the stuff they put was incredibly relevant to how things are, especially in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Incredibly accurate, minus the look of things. Like the automated waiters at restaurants and stuff. There are things at certain places where you can order all your food from a screen and just have somebody mm-hmm. bring it to you. Like it's... Yeah, possible. It just doesn't look exactly the way that they envisioned it would in that movie. Like, we don't have Ronald Reagan lookalikes taking our orders unless you're at a... Yeah, unless you're um, at an 80s-themed diner, I guess. But...
1: <laughs> and yeah, we don't were... have... Sorry, you go.
2: Oh, I was just going to say,
0: they were definitely onto something with, like, all the VR yeah. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. for sure. But it was just pixelated <laughs> again.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we don't have giant sharks coming out and biting us. We don't have holograms. We do have incredibly personalized ads. Yeah. And things yes. like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And we do have like the glasses with the phone in them and all that stuff. Like you said, with the virtual reality, like people are relying on their electronics all the time. People are unable to be away from their phone. If that was today, I would probably say like text message instead of phone or something like that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there so,
0: anything that you, that was in the movie that you wish was actually
2: in 2020 or tw- 2015? 2015. Yeah. Men wearing two ties at the same time, obviously.
1: <laughs> two ties at the same time. Um, Cafe 80s, hoverboards.
2: Yeah. Hoverboards for sure.
1: I My, don't want flying cars.
0: You don't? Yeah. I don't want flying cars. Mm-hmm. I do want the sexy lady cops. Yeah. Yes. Let's just have only sexy lady cops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm down.
1: Defund the cops aside from the sexy lady cops. Confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our feminist podcast. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, What actor is really trying the hardest? Who's doing the most?
0: Anna, would you like to put your input in first? Um, Yeah. Wait, what is Biff's character's actor
1: Thomas F. Wilson I was going to say the same thing
0: yeah he is yeah he killed it I loved his Griff that was just like he really like put on so many acts in this one and I think he's the most memorable from this Mm -hmm.
2: film so can we take one second to recognize that he's the guy in the Spongebob movie that goes (laughs) something about the bubble there's a bubble blowing baby in here and don't think we don't know how to weed him out (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> I think Wait, about him?
2: them. Yeah, yes. I looked it up. I looked it up. I looked him up on. I Googled him, and literally I said two things. Oh, it's so nice that he and Michael J. Fox are still friends. Followed by, oh my God, he was in the SpongeBob movie, and I don't even have to look at the cast to know exactly what character he voiced.
1: Yes. He plays Victor slash fish number three slash tough fish number one.
2: Yeah. Uh, Bubble blowing baby, don't think we know how to. Don't think we don't know how to. <laughs> I am a goofy goober. goober yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, he he plays three different characters in this movie. And technically he... four.
2: Yeah, and he does it. He kills it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's four. either him or the wallet kid.
2: Dan, no. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Definitely was, Biff. Who was
0: your favorite version of Biff?
1: So, I like old Biff because he doesn't give a crap anymore and he corrects Biff on make like a tree and get out of here. Wait,
2: I love make like a tree and get out of here, though. I say it all the time.
1: <laughs> it's leave, you idiot.
2: Oh, so good. I... I really like Griff. He's my favorite one. Just because mm-hmm. I'm so scared of him.
1: <laughs> Which means that Anna, based on the rule of threes, you have to like Donald Trump, Biff.
2: No! <laughs> well, you can like, you can like, um, Biff at the Matt very Dog beginning. Tannen. Oh yeah. yeah. You can like Biff at the beginning where he's a car, but a lowly car waxer.
0: Yeah, his Adidas tracksuit <laughs> is still there. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I... I do appreciate that old Biff has, like, the best slouch ever, and I wonder if that was, like, actually him slouching or if they built, like, prosthetics on his back or not. But, yeah, Griff. I don't know how you can't just love
2: that that aggression.
0: He's so (laughs) scary.
2: Just the way he talks. I'm like, no human should talk like that ever.
1: Well, he's got those cybernetic implants, and there's something went wrong with the wiring in them.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, and his gang of cyborgs.
1: Yeah. Oh. You oh, gotta guys. have power.
0: Yeah, I wanted to point out that in the future, one of he does have a female goon.
2: Yes, That's which true. I was so excited about. She's got that Ariana Grande pony. Pony. Oh my god. <laughs> pony. Pony. <for> Ariana Grande <laughs> <laughs> pony.
1: Um, if you want to. Thomas F. Wilson. He has a a YouTube channel where he makes vlogs and they're pretty interesting. I've watched a couple of them.
2: I'll be tuning in.
1: Yes. I am a subscriber. He also has a, he does stand up. Um, and he has a Biff's question song where he just answers. It's a song where he answers all the questions that people ask him about back to the future. And also if people come up, he also has a card that he hands out to people that just has all the answers. If people come up and ask him about it.
2: That's cute. I love it.
1: (laughs) That's fun. Um, would this movie be better, the same, or different if Jonathan Taylor Thomas was in it?
2: I think I said last time that I wouldn't change it because um, Michael J. Fox is in it. Uh huh. I think that if we did change it it would be pretty much the same, but Marty would be a little sassier. Mm-hmm. But I can't change it. It's just I love Michael J. Fox in this movie so much. I just think there's no other option, truthfully. I really
1: don't. JTT and very few people have the physical comedy yeah. that Michael J. Fox can do. Even just the the scene where he wakes up and he sees his mother's well-endowed whales. Um, he, just him staring oh my in God, his shifting yeah. eyes. That is hilarious. It
2: is so funny. <laughs> yeah, I just think that this role was made for Michael J. Fox. I know he wasn't the original pick, but I can't picture anybody else.
1: Yeah. Um, what about Chris Evans? Better the same or worse?
0: I get to put Chris Evans in there as, as Marty. As
1: any role that you want.
0: Okay. I don't know. Like there's not really, he would again have to be.
1: Billy Zane.
0: Yeah. He'd have to be Billy Zane. And that's, that's the only way that it would work. (laughs) The cowboy hat. In the (laughs) cowboy hat. I would pay money to see that. But yeah, that's the only person I could swap maybe.
1: Would the movie be better, the same, or worse with Jimmy Stewart in it? I feel like Jimmy Stewart as old Biff would be really interesting.
2: That would be interesting.
0: He would be a lot skinnier than <laughs>
2: Biff. Or yeah. maybe he like lost a drastic amount of weight. Maybe he got really sick at one point, you know? Yeah. He just never gained the weight back.
1: Hello? Hello, McFly? Are you there, McFly? Absolutely. That was, oh, that was a terrible Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I apologize. Uh, is there any movie that this movie reminds you of outside of, obviously, the first Back to the Future?
0: For me, The or- Apprentice.
2: Oh, <laughs> The Apprentice! <laughs> it reminds me of um, Toy Story 2.
1: Really? Explain.
2: Um, no reason other than because sometimes I like them better than the original. Okay. That's just my main reason. Like, of all the sequels in the world, I really enjoy those two sequels a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, sometimes I just think they bring their own things to the table that make them really enjoyable on their own as standalone movies, not just necessarily looped in with the first movie. I mean, obviously for this one, you kind of have to know more about the first movie than you do with the Toy Stories because those are made for kids and this is made for, like, regular audiences of all ages. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Those are just two sequels that I really enjoy. It also reminds me, like I said, of the first Jurassic Park just because of the way it's split up into three uh, different scenes or stories, I should say.
1: Yeah. Um, So it kind of reminds me of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh my
2: God. I just watched that movie. Yes.
1: Only because of how it split up. Cause Sp- Scott Pilgrim is split up with each of the evil exes mm-hmm. and just split up with the three acts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really relate to it at all. Aside from both being eighties related, but I, you know, kind of similar humor.
2: Mm-hmm. Anna, Yeah. a movie. <laughs> um,
0: now that, okay. Like you said, Toy Story two. And now I'm like, Biff is Stinky Pete. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> we love Stinky I, Pete. I, yeah, I don't know. I really don't have one that is coming to mind, but, you know, you could compare Stinky Pete, and he's kind of like, God, Jesse and Bullseye, you know, kind of mm-hmm. kept away mm-hmm. and stuff. I like that comparison,
1: Anna. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, new category, best animal actor. Einstein. <gasps> yeah. Einstein. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, who plays Einstein? He's credited in the credits. Um I M D B B T T F 2. I was cuz I watched through the credits to see if there was anybody in the crew that I recognized as like moving on to do other things. Yeah. Uh, I did not see anybody. Let's see the full cast. Oh, sorry. The Michael Jackson video waiter mm-hmm, is played yeah. by E Casanova.
2: Oh, boy.
1: you you might want to know that. Elijah Wood is credited as video game boy.
2: Aw.
0: Uh,
1: Judy Ovitz plays antique store saleswoman. Her husband, Michael Ovitz, um was like the most powerful person in Hollywood for a little bit. He was the head of CAA. Oh shoot. Uh that I think it was the head of Paramount. Or Uni- or Universal, one of the two.
2: Oh shoot.
1: Yeah. Where are you? Who plays uh, Freddie? The dog's name is Freddie.
2: Freddie. That's just like how when I used to watch Seventh Heaven when I was little, it always said "and happy as happy." That's oh, our dog.
0: That's the dog's name. Yeah. Dan, were you like hoping that we were gonna say the best dog is the pack of dogs, or what were you
2: expecting? Yes,
1: I was. I was trying to see if you would choose between Einstein or the roving pack of wild animals.
2: Einstein or the one dog that's getting walked by a robot in the uh-huh. future. <laughs> Einstein, he's so cute. What a good boy. Oh, When he tries to go
1: into his, his dog bed, but it's all flipped over and all that. Ugh.
2: What a good boy. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that a lot of times dogs have to have their tails green screened in because they get too excited and they wag them the whole time? <gasps> mm-hmm. oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That's some dog fact for you right there.
1: And with that dog fact, I think we could wrap this episode up. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of In Conclusion where we talked about Back to the Future Part 2. I don't know why I'm concluding it like that. If you've gotten this far, I have a feeling you already knew that. Uh, We'll be back next week where we will talk about the third and final Back to the Future movie, Back to the Future Part 3, Tokyo Drift. Yes. We also might sprinkle in a little talk about Back to the Future The Ride. I don't know. You can find it on YouTube. Yes. Yes. We'll throw that in there maybe as a little treat. Uh, if you want to find the show on social media, you can. We're on Facebook, look up In Conclusion. We're on Twitter at and in Conclusion. We're on Instagram at in Conclusion Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DanO'Keefe86. You can find me on Instagram at D-L-R-A-A-R. Have fun remembering that. Uh, Anna Horst, where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter at Anna Horst or on Instagram at Horst
2: Anna. <laughs> it's so bad.
1: <laughs> and Anna Otto?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Automus prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O, capital B, capital R, O in rollout is a zero and the O in out is a zero as well
1: and if you like the show give us a rating give us a review follow us it very it helps us a lot it gets more people to listen to it and we always want to grow that audience so they can hear more talk about anna's twitter handle
2: tell your friends not about my twitter twitter handle but like about the podcast uh tell yes. your friends we all are welcome here we love friends All are
1: welcome if you have any movies that you would want us to talk about, let us know. Our DMs are open on any social media. If you have any questions for us, DM us, whatever. We'll answer questions. I don't know.
2: DM Dan and tell him that we should talk about High School Musical as a trilogy because
0: <laughs> it deserves
2: to be talked it about.
1: It does. And
0: if it's <laughs> it's going to happen.
1: Okay, we'll be back next week with Back to the Future Part 3. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay safe. Stay, stay healthy. Stay golden pony boy. I don't know. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. bye. Bye.
2: I went hard for One Direction back in the day. Okay. I was in the 10th row and all these like 10 year old girls were screaming for Niall and Harry. And I was like, (laughs) you're sorely mistaken. Those are my husbands.